Hey guys, do you have a second to chat before we start the show? Of course, we have time, Dr. Nate. There's nothing in the entire world that is more important to us. Yeah, Dr. Nate, you are a perfect angel and the most precious thing on planet Earth. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, guys, but I really screwed up last week's intro. Nope. You zip that lip, zip it right up. And you keep zipping until your mouth is closed and it makes you shut up. I don't think a single detail from your biographies was correct. That being said, I'm 100% sure I've got it this week, and there won't be an issue ever again. So why don't you open up your scripts, and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate. And I'm a very strong and powerful blacksmith. I like sticking swords into the hot, hot fire until they get crispy. And then I pull them out and bang on them with a big hammer. And I go, whomp, whomp, whomp with that big hammer. And then I take it, take out a little hammer and I go, tink, tink, tink. And then I stick the sword in a bucket of water. And it sounds like a snake is drowning. <laughs> And I specialize in the big boys, but I also know how to make medium-sized swords and dainty little cheese swords. Speaking of dainty little cheese swords, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent. (laughs) (laughs) And I was born in the French part of Canada. Don't believe me? Well, just sit back and listen to me read this list of French foods, and you'll hear how perfect my accent is. Coco vin. Moulet marinere. Pissalandri, Ratatouille quoi, Oreo McFlurry. I've got a tiny little mustache and I only eat long skinny breads. If you offer me a short fat bread, I'll knock that hideous loaf into the dumpster and then suck too hard on a cigarette. And I'm Nate. Let's start the show. podcast this is what it sounds like when we're doing a podcast you're listening to the north american friends movie club uh before movie club comes friends so friends how are we doing i think brent should go first i was battling a cold this is my own fault and it's gonna sound gross it's my own fault i understand that um I was battling a cold and just like everyone in my house got rid of it like after a day or two, but I was coughing still and like short of breath. And then for like a week and a half, I was like, Oh my, I can't shake this cold. And then I decided one day to wash my water bottle that I just, I fill up with water all day. Like I go, you don't wash it. <laughs> no. Cause I assume we're just, I'm just getting water out of it. And it's just the water is washing the what out. Oh, sure. Snake gets okay. it. Yeah. Anyway, so I said I'm gonna give it a good cleaning because I was like I haven't cleaned it in a while. And oh, holy! I I'm basically an extra on The Last of Us next season. Yeah. There was so much shit inside of it. Oh, Brent. And anyway, ever since I lost the cough and the shortness of breath, <laughs> so I was poisoning. You were, I was poisoning myself. You were. 
Yes, and you make fun of Nate and I for not bathing two times a day, yet you're ingesting old mouth gunk from four weeks ago. But I don't feel like it doesn't feel like mouth gunk because, it, you know, it's like, what do you? What am I going to wash it with? Soap and water? Oh, well, I just figured the water was doing the thing. Yeah, you, you figure a rinse was good. Nate gets it. I've improved as I've gotten older at water bottle cleanliness maintenance, but yeah, I think for a long time I was kind of running under the assumption like yeah you just rinse it out with some water and then pour that water in your mouth it's all good and i've been squirting meo in it all the time there's so it's sugar you were feeding the algae I, it was basically a, like a sourdough starter on the side on the walls oh of the God. bottle that i created and i was drinking it i was drinking like six of them a day and yeah i created like a sourdough starter on the walls of my water bottle ingested that created some type of reaction where i couldn't stop coughing all the time anyway i cured myself with it mm-hmm. and i feel much better i don't feel like i was getting a breath tie on my shoes like bending over and stuff this reminds me of something i just read today and it was this 19 year old kid who was like hanging out with his friends and having some brewskis and they saw a slug crawling on the ground and one of them dared him to eat the slug and he ate the slug and now, and he got this very rare disease that made him quadriplegic, and then he died from eating a slug. So I feel like you, I'm so glad to hear that you're finally washing your dishes. Right? I washed my dishes. I just figured the water was doing the thing. You washed some of your dishes. Ninety nine point eight percent of my dishes were washed. Do you wash your kids' cups? That's their thing. They're not. They're <gasps> sixteen and twenty. They they can't wash their own cups. What am I doing here? Well, you should you should tell them about the slug and put the fear of God in them. Please do. Uh, I wonder what he died from. I can look it up. Slugonosis. It was probably a slow death. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Somebody asked me. So I have another thing. What's wrong with me? Um, what's hurting? Um, my feelings. Oh. Um. Who do we need to beat up? No one. We we got the dog, the puppy, little Eddie, um, after Ellie died. And the only reason we got him is because Melissa found that there was a French bulldog pug mix online for sale and close to us, which never happened. So it was a sign from God to get this dog because our other dog is a French bulldog pug mix. So we drove an hour and a half to get the dog, got the dog. And I looked at it, and I'm like, hmm, it doesn't really look like a French Bulldog pug mix. But I'm like, maybe he'll grow into his snout. So fast forward a couple months later to where we are now, this dog is not a French Bulldog pug mix. He is definitely part Chihuahua. <laughs> part uh, wiener dog, like Dash Hound, and something else. And I'm thinking like, okay, so we got DNA kit for the dog. So we swabbed his cheeks and sent it away. Now we're just waiting for the result. Because I need to know what he is. Yeah. Are you going to kill it if it's not the right breed? No. <laughs> you know what? And I, th- I feel bad that we feel bad. Like, cause we need, but we need to know what, because we, we got swindled in a great way. He's a beautiful dog. And we love him very much. We never trade him in, but he's not what we signed up for. So ch- what you think it's Chihuahua? And Dachshund, which you call Dox, how do you say it? Dash Hound. Dash Hound. 
This is actually, I'm having deja vu to a podcast we recorded like six years ago where me and you laughed at Brent for calling it a, <laughs> a dash hound. And now the destiny has written itself and now I'm possibly, I look at him sometimes and I'm like, what the fuck are you? And he's definitely like, if he's not coming back as a chihuahua, I'll be shocked. So that's exciting that we're getting that news. He doesn't look like a chihuahua. Is that the dog you were holding up? Yeah, he's definitely, oh, he's definitely a chihuahua. He never got any bigger from like, I'm like, I kept on waiting for him to grow, but he hasn't grown. So now I went from being like a big boxer dog guy. And now I have a French bulldog pug and a fucking chihuahua mix with, <laughs> uh, with a dash hound. So if the shit goes down, I'm g- g- going at it with the chihuahua mix and a French bulldog pug. Yeah. Now you're bringing a pug to a knife fight and I'm limping with the toe and it's just not, it's not going to be a good look. Your arms falling out. Yeah, so it's uh, basically I got swindled, I got had, I got took, but in a great way. Love him more than anything, and it even got we the papers that came with the dog. The vet checked it and said it was a, a, a friend. I'm like, nah. anyway, that's what's wrong with me. Oh, they falsified them. They falsified the documents. There was I should have known there was a, a an actual bite taken out of the paper, so I should have known right there. Oh no, this is not legit. <laughs> it was filled out by Cran. <laughs> it was like a big bite right in the middle. So yeah, I'm just waiting on dog DNA results, and I gave myself some kind of fungal poisoning. How about you, Kate? Um, I I've been very good. Um. But that's, it's not nice, right? We're not supposed to talk about all the good stuff that's going on. No, you have, this is the, this is where we check in with our friends and we want to know when our friends are doing good or when they're getting swindled. Well, I created a program called the 90 day dive for people that have complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And I, my friend is a data scientist. And so she and I created surveys for before, during, and after the program so that I can have quantitative data to indicate whether this program is, you know, efficacious. Sure. And I got the results back and I'm awesome in helping people. (laughs) Making a difference. Yes. So I'm feeling kind of awesome about that. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And I just want to encourage everyone to like go talk to a therapist because I promise you it, it, w- it will probably help you. Does this count for me? No. Speaking of people who need a therapist, Nate, how are you? I'm good. Actually, I'm feeling great. Uh, we're doing a rare daytime record. We usually record at night, but today we're recording in the middle of the day. So I'm I feel disoriented. Brent's wearing a robe. It's a house coat. I have a house coat on. House coat. I can't. It's what the what it is. It's a coat you you wear. Robes are for like women in their forties that are putting on lotions and doing stuff. Sure. I feel like a house coat is what my grandma's wore. No, that's not. That's a house dress. No. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe you're dying on this hill. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can't. You can't believe that I'm dying on a certain hill, really? No, that it's the house. Like, you're, you're like really defending that you're wearing a house coat. It's so embarrassing. No, it's not. Brent, Brent what movie did we watch this week? <laughs> well, as we know, it's the second week of the month of animation. 
that is our theme this month. And um, after Spirited Away, I chose um, a little movie called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. That's a hard name to say. Like if you had a lisp, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Marcel the Thale with the... I... Marcel the Thale with Yeah, you'd on. be fucked. Like Mike Tyson is going to fucking butcher this. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. <laughs> Kate continues to be the impression queen. I didn't know podcast. we were doing a fucking podcast with Rich Little. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. Why don't you tell us what happened in this movie? I'd love to. Marcel the Shell is a story about a one-inch tall shell named Marcel who lives in a house where a documentary filmmaker moves in after we find out separating from his wife or girlfriend. I don't remember which. Marcel is struggling with the loss of his community who all disappeared. Uh, He only has his grandma, Connie, played by the magnificent Isabella Rossellini. The story is how uh, the documentary filmmaker helps Marcel find his community. And um, it is a story of grief and love and community. And it is very humorous. And I cried three times and I loved it. I had a feeling you'd like it. it. It's such an interesting movie. You know what? Instead of me rambling on, we should start our next segment and just talk about our favorite parts. I want to talk about my favorite part that came at the end of the movie, and it was... Uh, when the community, they find the community, they're all back together in the house and Marcel's brother is there and she, or Marcel is teaching him how to walk on the wall using honey. And the brother is played by Nathan Fielder. And I just thought it was so funny because they have a very normal brother and sister relationship or excuse me, brother, brother. You always think Marcel's a girl because it's voiced by a girl, but anyway, Marcel's a boy. Um, and Marcel's like, just put your weight on the front foot and then you unstick the back. Yeah, leg. yeah, I can do it. I know, right, but you have to keep doing it. I'm fine. Well, all right, but you see I know. what's happening. Okay. I agree with you that I, I enjoy that because he's like, no, I want to, I want to slide down. Yeah. The this is how I want to do it. <laughs> it's like Brent, Brent literally does that on this show. It's <laughs> exact. I was just going to say the exact same thing. Yes. I, I am the brother. Isn't okay? We all watched it. Marcel may be possibly the greatest movie character in the last hundred years, at least. Wow! I think Marcel should have won an Oscar. I feel like I, there's a lot of Marcel in me. Mm. I feel like I'm a lot like Marcel. You're not as sweet, though. Do you? I'm think? not. No, because uh, life's gotten to me. Marcel's dad didn't hold him outside the window to cry at night. The whooping cough. No, it was the whooping cough. I coughed a lot, probably because I didn't wash whatever I was drinking from. Um, the, the voice, first of all, is just amazing. Marcel's voice. Jenny Slate. More like Jenny Great, because <laughs> uh, she nailed it. Like that voice. If I could talk like that, 
I could get so much more done in a day. <laughs> Why? No, because you okay. I'm gonna go to the bank and ask for an eighty thousand dollar loan in Marcel's voice. What are they gonna say? No. <laughs> Use my natural charm with that voice. My natural charm. You're getting that loan. When the movie first started, I was like, "This is really interesting. I'm into it." I had no idea how it would sustain itself for an entire movie. But I have to say, like, by the end of the movie, I wasn't bored. I wasn't like, oh, I'm done with this. I was, like, actually pretty moved by that little shell. I completely agree. What sums it up is the very first thing I wrote down, and that is one of the very first things Marcel says, that even though the circumstances that they're in, he wants to survive, but he just doesn't want to survive. He wants to have a good life. Is it hard for you? Has it been hard for you since... Not in the way that I think you would think it would be, but uh, it's pretty much common knowledge that it takes at least 20 shells to have a community. But that's about minimum you need to survive, so I think at first I was thinking, we're not going to make it. But sometimes you just have to disregard those rules and think, well, actually, the rule is that I want to be having a good life and stay alive and and not just survive, but have a good life. And I think that's important for people is sometimes you get bad situations, circumstances, and you got to survive them. But you came elevated by making whatever circumstance you're in better and a good life for yourself. I love that too. And I think it's underlined by, uh, so the, was his name David? Who's the director, the documentary? Dean. Dean. Um, but he takes Marcel so seriously. Like, yes. And Marcel is such a character that I think in the real world, like if, if that was a human character, Marcel would not be taken seriously and he would be very disregarded and, um, he even makes a comment at some point. I wish I'd written it down, but it's it's something to the effect of like, they're not friends, they're followers. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a different kind of relationship. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's actually kind of interesting. There's so much nothing. She's the best. She. What? But my dad has pink shoes. So do my grandfather. So cute. Peace. Uh, yeah, obviously peace. Like, what a weird thing to try to test to see if someone else is into. Like, of course I'm into peace. No, sorry, I'm a real war person. No, war, actually. I sign all my personal letters. War. Let the battle begin, Marcel. You know, there's nothing in here about finding them. It's still a group of people, but it's an audience. It's not, it's not a community. There's. <sighs> I loved the tiny tree houses in the plants. Mm-hmm. I fucking love anything scale models. I, there's, I don't know what it is about me, but literally anytime I see something that's way smaller than it should be, it fills me with so much delight 
I just get so happy. Like, have you guys ever seen online where people will make like tiny little model kitchens and then cook like a tiny oh, yeah. little egg? Uh, like, oh, I could watch that shit. For make a whole turkey dinner over a match. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes me so happy to see tiny things. So there was so much of that in this movie of awesome art direction where it's like just these little and and they weren't like uh they didn't look like a a house that you bought from the store the toy store it was like someone built these little interesting architectural houses it was so cool and i loved connie's uh her grave and how he just decorated it created like a motif on the soil yes oh that made me cry and I have a bone, uh, not a bone to pick, but you're you kind of go after Nate a bit. Like you're a sound guy. You do all the recording and shit. And you make me and Kate say stuff and like count and adjust knobs and various stuff. And mm-hmm. when Dean looks at Marcel and says, give him some levels. And he's like, what does that mean? And then he's like, oh, you just want me to talk. Just say that. <laughs> just, just talk. Like... I, I, that's why I, I really identify with Marcel because I'd say that too. Just, just tell me to talk. Yeah, I would say you remind me of Marcel in many ways. Innocent, and don't know what kind of dog is what. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the dog. Oh my god, that's what I, the two things Marcel says. My one regret in life is that I, I'll never have a dog. And then later on. Marcel's talking about the dog. All he cares about is treats, treats and snoozing. Look at him, treats and snoozing, snoozing and treats. That's it. <laughs> and then what does he pull around to act like a dog? Is it a piece of lint? Like he ties yeah. a string around lint and drags it around. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So he cute. talks about how much like he likes dogs and stuff, and then it shows him hide behind a plant, saying, "Oh my God, I can smell his face." <laughs> 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 I didn't I tell you something I didn't like and it doesn't make sense to me it's kind of funny but it just just it really jarred me was the pubic hair joke oh, in the drain yeah. yeah the hardy hairs I didn't like that at all my boy Marcel <laughs> can't be out there saying that I wouldn't have liked it unless they said hardy hairs then I'm then I'm on board that's really funny I didn't like it I didn't like it because it made him look a made him look stupid and b it's I don't want to think of Marcel touching people's hardy hairs. He's on the ground, though. He's touched everything. Well, so have we. It's such an interesting part of the movie to me is um, because Marcel is so small, the whole thing, or or a huge part of the movie at least, takes place on his scale. So they're shooting that drain. It's filling the whole screen because that's how big it is to Marcel. And it is. it was actually very interesting to watch a movie, an entire movie, from the perspective of something tiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The very last shot of the movie is this really slow tracking shot of the laundry room. And Marcel is like reading a poem mm. and, and talking about things. And it was like this first moment where I was like, the laundry room is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's beauty in the, uh, our everyday lives, and it we really do not appreciate it or notice it because we're so big. We're just too big to like stop and look around and be like, oh yes, this is actually a beautiful painting. This window in a laundry room, but you'd never look at it like that just because you're 
you're too big you're too grown almost. which is why i loved it because i love movies that make me stop and think about myself and it's how i can be better and like he has a different perspective of things he sees things way different than we are and he makes the best of it and we learn from it and i think that's what we should do in real life i think marcel i liked marcel because he reminded me of me more than he reminded me of brent but it was because, sorry, because he's so optimistic and he finds joy from just joy itself. So like he talks about like, why do I smile? Well, I smile because it's worth it. Like smile, like joy is its own reward. And I don't think that there are a lot of movies that share that. Um, like that's not a common theme in a lot of uh, modern movies or probably movies in general. I don't know. I think I want to, I want to change my official stance to why I, I am a lot like Marcel to, <laughs> I want to be a lot more like Marcel. Uh, That's what I'm trying to say. So really you're saying you want to be a lot more like me. Yeah, I guess so. The way you said that <laughs> made me kind of think like, Oh, I'm not like that at all. I should probably, I, I want to be like that. <laughs> But Marcel gives gives shit. Like Marcel stands up for himself, and you're very good about standing up for yourself, Brent. Thank you. I like when he did his little pukes when he was in the car on the map. That was uh, that was the hardest I laughed the whole movie. When he said, <laughs> when he asked him how many times a day do you throw up in your car? <laughs> I thought it was also funny how into sixty minutes they were, and they loved Leslie Stahl. And they like, just call it the show. The show. <laughs> Make the noise, Grandma. <laughs> Um, I, we knew she was going to die. That that kind of bothered me a little bit. You saw it coming, and I didn't want to go through it, but I think it was important to go through mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. it was one of those like ah. And then when Marcel's like sitting in the puddle of tears, you're just like ah, damn man. Oh, I know. I also thought it was good the way they um, so the whole community the so they live in an Airbnb. And the people that lived there previously were a couple that argued a lot. And that was very scary to all these small things because it was so loud and disruptive. And so they had an emergency plan for when the couple was arguing that they would go and be safe um, in the sock drawer. And I thought that was a lovely way to demonstrate what it feels like to be a kid when your parents are arguing and you don't have control. Like... And then, and then at the end, and they find them in the sock drawer after they hear them arguing again. I was like, this movie is so fucking good. I was like, oh, I love this movie. I know. That's the way I felt. Like, I read way too deep into it. Um, I started comparing um, the couple that were fighting as a warring country and all the shells were immigrants. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm, I'm looking way oh, too deep into this. No, like, that's good. This is the kind of fucking. This is what people pay for. That's the way I. That's the what I looked at. Like, okay, at first I thought, like, hey, divorce divides families. But I'm like, no, no, no. This is deeper than that. This is like war, and people are like conflict. Conflicts. Conflict tears us apart. And it, it separates families, and it upsets the community. Exactly. They had a community going, and then this warring couple separated them. And then you have to like find a new life and like new perspective and you have to like make the best of it. But so these immigrants that were, had to leave their home countries would come to a different country for the quote unquote American dream. And they'd have to like 
find a better not only to survive but have a good life so interestingly did you guys know that jenny slate and dean f camp uh i just wrote down dean f camp it's fleischer camp um they were married uh-huh. and then they got divorced and then they made this movie together i think it's awesome I did know that. It's very, very interesting because... How do you divorce Marcel? Well, I don't think Jenny Slate is actually Marcel. But she has the ability to be Marcel. You know who she dated after she was divorced Dean? Fucking Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah. Yeah, Captain America. Mm. She did. How do you, how, how do you, how's that feel if you're Dean? That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one to take. That's a hard pill to swallow. What's interesting to me is that they had such a... Uh, kind of peaceful separation but the film focuses on like the couples that are really upset with each other and i so that's kind of interesting to me is it's like I, it's not really a reflection of their relationship because i actually listened to an interview with the two of them and they have so much respect for each other and care about each other so much it's, it was just one of those things that their marriage wasn't working so they stopped doing it but they still cared about each other and were great collaborators and i think that's like pretty fucking cool it's it's hard to do that i'm sure Mm -hmm. i have there's just a few other points i wrote down i wrote down um when they're talking about isabella rossellini and uh marcel says she has an accent because she's from the garage (laughs) absolutely hilarious i agree and then uh yeah, I wrote down most poems are bad, but uh, when they read a poem in a movie, I always like it. That's that's I like I like listening to someone read a good part of a poem in a movie. <laughs> they should have showed her dead. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I need that. If you're gonna make us sad, do it. <laughs> Go all the way. <laughs> Don't pussyfoot around it. She climbed up in that shoebox. I was like, I want to see her dead, and they didn't. No, I was all right. Uh, I was already sad enough. She went away. She was like a dog. That's what dogs do when they go die. When they're mm. not at home, they'll go find a place to die away from everything. And it was kind of sad when she's like talking to the bugs and she's like, I don't know. You just, I don't know what to tell you. She's gone. You got to go. And the bug looks so sad. Like, mm. And then the, let's, let's underline the ending, the last scene. And like Nate described the beautiful scene of the, of the laundry room and Marcel is sitting there and the wind is blowing through and his shell is making noise. And what a magical metaphor for just life. Like just being alive in and of itself is inherently good because we all make our own music. And it was an excellent metaphor. So good. I found myself coming down here more and more. Such a lovely smell from the dryer sheets. And I, I, I like it because there's a window that is always opened a little crack there. I would stand there and sometimes I would tell her things, ask for advice or just let sounds come out of my mouth. And one day I was just sitting and the wind blew in and it blew just over the top of my head in such a way and the wind blew over and it made a beautiful whistling sound. What kind of noise is it? Can you hear it? 
That's... That's going through my shell. It felt just like her to lead me to a place where I would experience something new and special. It connected me, I felt like, to everything. Because if I wasn't there, the sound never would exist. And I felt like everything was in pieces, and then I stood there, and suddenly we were one large instrument. I like to go there a lot, because it reminds me that I'm not just one separate piece rattling around in this place, but that I'm part of a whole. And I truly enjoy the sound of myself connected to everything. I liked when he said, um, Leslie Stahl asked how long he hasn't, it's been since he's seen his family. And he says he doesn't do clocks the way we do, but the space in my heart is bigger and louder every day. Holy mm. fuck. Mm. Killed me. This movie. I know. So poignant. Whew. That even, even saying that out loud, just like that got me a little. Choked up. Yeah. Choked up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Had to tighten the cinch up the house coat. <laughs> See the classic when I did. Anytime I get vulnerable, I have to tell a joke like a fucking weirdo. No, that's very common. Yeah, and then and actually, they did it in the movie right afterwards. They said about two years. And he's like, "Oh, that's good to know." <laughs> well, let's. Do you have a quiz? Brent? I do. I have a quiz. Yeah. Well, let's do Brent's quiz. I have a quiz about Marcel the Shell. See? Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Um, I think one question was ruined, possibly two. Let me check. Well, don't tell us. Okay. We'll do all seven questions then. The uh, This one's easy. This one's basically just easing into the tub. Putting your toes in first, putting your little, you do your little butt in, and then just letting it come over you. Then the grandmother's name is. Do we know the grandmother's name, or do you yes. want the multiple choice? I know it. I think so. Okay. Since I have to guess, how about I go, you first? go first? I think it's Connie. Okay. It's Connie. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. So that's a that's a point one one for you guys. Good job. Bink, bink. Um, during bink. the one scene, Marcel shows. Um, his food supply he has for him and his grandmother with different things they found. Um, and there was one thing that was, he said, I put this on the, uh, the side because it's a treat. Do we remember what what the treat was? I remember. I don't remember. So, Nate, you'll have to go first again. Um. Do, wait a second. Do you want multiple choices? I think Kate can steal it if she, by going yeah. first. Okay. Crazen? The correct answer is a crazen. He put a crazen on the side. Yep. Because I would have liked that as a treat myself. Me I get too. it. I like crazens more than I like raisins. Well, yeah, because you're getting more. You're getting two things instead of one. <laughs> Double trouble. <laughs> Wait a second. Are, 
Craisins are cranberries, aren't they? They're just cranberries that have been given the raisin treatment. Oh, I, I'm gonna say, I don't know why I'm gonna admit this, but I'm gonna say it out loud. Mm-hmm. I thought a craisin was a hybrid cranberry raisin. Yeah. You thought they took well, a, it a is. raisin. No, no, no. no. It's <laughs> Nate's right. It's cranberry that's dried out like a raisin. But you thought they crossbred a raisin with a cranberry Aww. and made a new thing that grew like uh, that. Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good though if they crossbred cranberries with grapes. That would be a, a nice grape. They should try that. Yeah. What if we just somebody's going to steal that idea from us? Mm, I'm pretty sure that a winemaker thought of it already. But okay. All right. <laughs> Question number three. We talked about it earlier about how he played uh, some music with a piece of pasta, and then he played taps. What was the type of pasta? Ooh, gotta gotta recall my pasta type names. I think I know what it is. You have to give it the name. I'm gonna need multi choices. Okay, uh, but I'm gonna guess mm-hmm. penne. You are incorrect. Oh. That would give a shit sound. Piece of penne. Penne is just a straight tube. Straight tubes. You need the, okay. It was a spirally piece of pasta. And your four choices are bucatini, cavatappi, rotini, or rigatoni. It's either cavatappi or what was the first one again? Bucatini. Bucatini. I am going to go with cavatappi. I'm going to go with bucatini. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. He played taps with a piece of cavatappi. Yes! Okay! God damn, Case. This is what I do, though, guys. I pull out in front at the beginning, and then I hey, lose. don't. Hey, 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 no negative talk. Let's You're like keep a positive attitude. The horse that comes out in the race and just fucking giving it yeah you fucking got this and then you fade out at the end uh speaking of fading out at the end he made a chinese lantern with a nice transition thank you (laughs) listen bud you don't podcast for as many years as i have and i'll pick up a few things (laughs) he made a chinese lantern out of uh some a tea light and a coffee filter he had to uh use something to weigh the coffee filter down and he used it around the edge of the coffee filter. What did he use? Oh. I can give you four multiple choice. I think I'll need the multi choices. Me too. He lined the coffee filter with dental floss, sewing thread, shoelace, or yarn? I'm going to guess yarn. Okay. I'm going to guess yarn too. He's heating up! The correct answer is dental floss. Ooh, I didn't think it was heavy enough. That's that was my I, thinking. That was my thinking too. He used uh, a coffee filter, dental floss around the coffee filter, a tea light, and it looks like one of those things that you, the metal champagne cork things. Yes, that's what I was going to guess before I got the multi-choice. It was one of those like four, those wire things that goes around the champagne. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, question number five. The grandmother does have an accent because she came from a different part. Um, <laughs> do we know what part she came from? Yes. 
the garage. The garage. She did, which was just a very funny joke. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> During a scene um, where Marcel first calls 60 Minutes and talks with the producer, um, Dean's there, Marcel's there, and the Grandma Connie are there. In the background, Grandma Connie is standing on Dean's laptop, but she's standing on a key. And the screen just keeps showing the same <laughs> key coming up, being typed over and over again, which is a very funny thing in the background. What key was Grandma Connie standing on? I, th- I have two. I've got two, but I don't know which one. So I want to use I need my, the choices. She was um, standing on the A key. The S key, the Z key, or the X key? I think it was the Z key. <laughs> I think it was Z. She was standing on the Z key. Yay! Which filled the whole screen up with the letter Z, which was very funny. Um, during a very emotional moment at the end of the movie, Marcel has found his community, his family, and he sings a song. What band does he oh. sing? Is the song from? I'm going to need the multi-choices. The bands you can choose are Jackson Brown, Fleetwood Mac, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, or the Eagles. Do you want to guess first? I'm going to guess Jackson Brown. Okay. I'm going to guess the, what's the second group? Fleetwood Uh, Mac? Fleetwood Mac. He's on fire! The correct answer is the Eagles. Damn! So what's the score right now? Kate has five, Nate has three, Brent has two. Well, Catherine, congratulations. You are the winner. Oh my gosh! You finally took down the the giant that is Nate. Oh my gosh, you guys, this week has just been so good to me. They're killing it. You're just on fucking fire this week. She's on fire! <laughs> She's eating up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he sang "Peaceful, Easy, Easy Feeling" by the Eagles. It was in that so voice. sweet. Oh my god! I got a peaceful, easy feeling. The oppression queen continues her reign. Yeah, you did it. You you did it again, Kate. (laughs) Oh, that got me good. It just was so good. Oh, I'm going to be asking you to do that a lot. Okay. (laughs) No, I can't do the voice. No, you can totally sing it. You guys ready to hand out some medals? I am. Handing it out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting a little wonky now. Yeah. What about our, our, our bronze medals? So who's getting this? And it's tough because there's not a lot of characters. No, but I still had to decide who I wanted to give my bronze to. That was the hardest one to pick. Who's um, it go to? I'm going to give it to Dean Fleischer Camp. I actually thought his performance was, he, they didn't ask him to do much, but I found uh, 
like the way what you said, Brent, the way that he talks to Marcel is like he, he completely takes Marcel seriously, like without any mm. irony involved in it at all. And I think that's actually really improves the movie. It makes it much more real for some reason. Yeah, because when someone feels like they're being taken seriously, they act like themselves. Yeah, Dean also got the bronze from from Kate. Yeah, I'll give it to Dean as well. My silver I gave to Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini. That's also my silver. I think we're all going to have the same thing here. Well, let's see, Kate. So she gets my gold if we want to jump ahead. So I'm going to give my gold or my silver to Jenny Slate, Marcel. Mm. That's, that's wild. That's absolutely wild. I'm flipping up because Isabel Rossellini is an is an international treasure. And she also, you have to give her huge credit for just getting on board with this. Like we've seen other movies during our movie club even where they, they'll bring in celebrities to do a part or a cameo. And since it's a comedy, the celebrity like has trouble leaning into it so they ham it up like uh, i'm thinking of uh what's his name in pick a destiny he was married to susan sarandon what the fuck is that guy's name tim robbins tim robbins he's like he's like i can't do this seriously so i'm just gonna do it as a joke and Uh he just hams it up but isabella rosalini in this movie is just like no he's a shell i'm going to act exactly like i would in an oscar winning film but opposite a shell you guys talk about these actors and actresses like they're just common knowledge and i remember you guys talked about some guy in the life movie who was the warden that the watch ned Beatty. Ned yeah. Beatty. you guys yes. talked about like ned Beatty and isabella rosalini like well, just... we didn't watch the same three movies our entire childhood <laughs> isabella <laughs> yeah. rosalini could walk through my backyard right now and i would just say there's some woman in my backyard no would you go. would say there is the most beautiful, elegant Italian woman who's probably around 70 or 80 years old, gracefully traipsing through my backyard. I actually didn't really know much about her except that until I saw her on 30 Rock, she plays a very funny role on 30 Rock where she's married to Alec Baldwin and she's like just fucking hilarious on that show. I want our divorce to be final. All right. I want back all the jewelry I ever bought you. Fine. I want the art supplies that I gave you on your 40th birthday and any subsequent art projects you made with them. Fine. I want all of our love letters. (laughs) Fine. I want all of your parents' love letters. Fine. I want full stake in the Arby's franchises we bought outside of Telluride. Oh, damn it, Johnny. You know I love my big beef and cheddar. And then I gave my gold medal to Jenny Slade. I think this movie could not exist without her performance and... I think a lot of it was improvised. I don't know, but I I feel like uh, most of my favorite moments were her just being the character Marcel and catching everybody off guard, including Dean. It's a really tender, funny, hilarious performance. Here, here. Yeah, my gold medal definitely is Marcel. I mean, I, I gloated about Marcel the whole last hour. And anybody, anytime someone can make me want to be a better person, you get the gold. Like, yeah, me and Kate have been trying for years and yeah. took a little tiny shell. It took a one-inch shell to make, because you know what? You guys aren't looking at the world from a different right. perspective. We're too big. Yeah. We're just too big. And like you said before, you're too big. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's give this movie a rating. 
the script for this movie out of 10, what would you guys rate the script for this movie? I'm giving it a 10. Yeah, anytime you get me to start thinking about immigration and um, taking life advice from a, a one-inch shell with an eyeball, then yeah, you you did something good. That's 10. I'm going to give this movie a 10 as well. And the biggest reason for me is what I said when we first started, where when it first started, I was like, there's no way that this movie can sustain itself for an hour and a half. I'm like, I'm enjoying this, but there's just no way that I'm going to, I'm going to get bored of this. And I never did. That's actually really good um, writing and a really good script that they could take such a limiting idea and actually keep you engaged and connected for the entire movie that's that's got to be a 10 for just for accomplishing that yeah i thought it kept good tempo i thought it never i don't i didn't notice it drag at all the music in this movie what do you guys give the music oh a 10 just from because i'm already <laughs> oh it's so good i love it so much i'm I, unfortunately i'll have to give it an eight um <laughs> I only know, I only remember Peaceful, Easy, easy Feeling at the end. I don't remember many other songs, yeah. so nothing really stuck out there. I'm the same. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even go lower. I'm probably going to go seven. The dialogue was so powerful that any music got lost in the wash. Um, the art direction in this movie. Mm-hmm. Ten. I loved the miniature, so I'm going to go ahead and give this a nine. And I give it a nine just for the, the bread room thing alone. Um, bread room. That's what he slept in his bread room. Oh, he slept that's... underneath the piece of bread, um, and he called it his bread room. So I'm gonna give it a nine. Um, I didn't like Dean's look. He was very. I can see why that that marriage didn't last. Oh my gosh! What? That's not art direction. It is. He chose to fucking art himself up by putting those glasses on and styling his hair that way. That's what he looks like in real life. Well, a lot of real life people look like documentarians then. They all have that same look. He always wears glasses and he has very thick hair. Uh, This is a live action, stop motion, animated mockumentary comedy drama. That is the category of film. And out of 10, how do you think it fulfills that? Uh, category. I give it a 10. So specific. It's just, it just has to be a 10 because I think it might be the only one that ever existed. It's a 10. They nailed it. They did what they set out to do. And then the final category is our theme of the month, which is animation as an animated movie. Um, I, 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 I'm going to just give it a solid seven. I think there's no innovation going on here, but they did a lot with very little. But so I would say, you know, compared to the most glorious animated movie of all time, it's not the it it doesn't compare that way. But the animation that they did do, I enjoyed. So I'll just give it a seven. I am going to give it a nine. Could you imagine making a a film about a one inch shell that changes a lot of people outlook on life and then saying it's not innovative? (laughs) <laughs> I, I could imagine yeah because i did name one point where you could tell that it wasn't a real person that it wasn't a real shell <laughs> <laughs> yeah and name give me that one point in the movie you know you make a good point i'm not changing my score but excellent point uh, i, I did, didn't want you to change the score i just wanted to point it out there i also give it a 10 no i give it a 10 i'm changing mine to 10 too thank you this is see this is what you get passionate about and you speak about it 
Remember the, a couple episodes ago I said, pick something that you really believe in and talk about it a lot. I think I said that, didn't I? I don't remember you saying that, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I said, don't be an asshole. Don't, Lance doesn't hurt anybody. You can have takes and you could, yeah. You support your own takes. And I think that I couldn't tell that. The, the, no, I changed it to a nine. No. Yeah, the shit, when he threw up, I could tell that that throw up was just like. Oh my God. It was, it could have been better on the map, is what I'm saying. Oh my God. Nine is my official score. Ooh, 46.2. That is a very highly rated movie. That's good. That's up there. It's underneath Spaceballs, but above everything else. Very good. Very high score. And if people enjoyed this movie, what movie would you recommend they watch? I would recommend they watch Jenny Slate's uh, stand-up comedy special on Netflix called Stage Fright, which is kind of a mix of her doing a stand-up set, but then it also intercuts with like a documentary um, about her and her family right after she got a divorce from Dean. Mm. There's these very tender, sweet moments of her with her family and her sisters talking about growing up and then really, really funny performance uh, of stand-up. So, and that's on Netflix. I'd recommend anyone watch that. That's a good recommendation. Um, I, it gave me ET vibes. Sure. Like some kind of creature that makes you look at life different. Pulls on your heartstrings a little. Yeah, a little bit. That's the first movie that made me cry. I'm suggesting everyone watch Death Becomes Her to see Isabella Rossellini. Sure. See that neck flip around on one of them. That was uh, Goldie Hawn. Is Goldie Hawn married to Kurt Russell? They're not married. They've been together 30 years, though. Hot. I know. So now we get to find out what kate's pick for the month of animation is i have been thinking about this so hard um and i have gone through multiple different ideas but i'm going to stick with my gut and i'm going to make you guys watch something that i really enjoyed also by director akiva schaefer who was the director of hot rod and it is 2022's adventure comedy, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Okay. Okay. What one is it? 2022. And it's uh, John Mulaney as Chip and Ad- Andy Samberg as Dale. I like it. And it's, it's not, it's uh, animation and live action. Okay. And you think it's going to be dumb, but I really thought it was funny. I mean, I like the cast. This is interesting. We like the director. We we think this might be okay. Yay! All right, so that's what we're watching next week. Uh, that pretty much means the only thing left to do is say goodnight, Kate. Goodnight, Kate. Goodnight, Kate. What's the first thing that pops into your head when I say Chip and Dale? I bet it's these guys! But certainly, the second would be those rascally cartoon chipmunks, Chip and Dale. What if I did something like... I am into nuts. <laughs> good, good, I love it. Great stuff! Woo! Just want to remind you guys, I'll be at FanCon this afternoon. Hey, watch out! I'm keeping myself fit and, you know, my updated modern look. Don't you think you'd have more fans here if Chip did these events with you? I hadn't thought about him in a while. I should give him a call. See how life's treating him. Life 
is the worst. Which is why you need good insurance. <sighs> A message on my landline. I don't like that. I know you're still mad about Rescue Rangers getting canceled, but I just got a call from the police and I need your help. That might I searched the perimeter. No clues. Why would there be? Six missing tunes in a month and not one clue. Oh, no! Chip! Dale, you look different. It's no secret I had the CGI surgery. What's been up with you? You know, this, that. Other vague things to fill the space of this conversation? Cool. We can see what we can find out and then pass it along to the officer. But that's all we're gonna do. So you're saying the rescue rangers are back? Yes! <laughs> you two come poking around where you don't belong. And I can't have that. Run! I got him! What are you looking at? Honestly, your weird dead eyes. <laughs> more of an Alvin and the Chipmunks person. You monster. It was like professional. <gasps> Same time. <gasps> Jinx, you owe me a non-brand specific cola. What? That was crazy. <gasps> Somebody called Guinness Book. <gasps> this is incredible. Oh, we lost it. This is such great material, and there's just absolutely no way that we're going to use Brent it. Because Brent Chihuahua is going crazy. I got to check. Wait one second. <laughs> <laughs>